Welcome to the Dasco, Reverend Randy Impact's anointed teaching ministry. This message is selected from the vast teaching archives of Reverend Randy Impact. As you listen, may you be blessed and imparted with divine wisdom. And now, today's teaching. Look at what the Bible says. 2 Chronicles 7.14 If my people... Now, this is a condition. It says, if my people... Go on. Who are called by my name mm-hmm. will humble themselves yes. and pray. That means that he's making the whole communication conditional. You know, he did not start with my people who are called by my name. He says, if my people... The word if means that if you don't do what he's saying, what he's going to promise will never happen to you. Regardless of you being a child of God. So being a child of God is not an automatic key to success in life. This is where a lot of people get it wrong. That's why people are not praying. That's why people are not fasting. That's why people are not evangelizing. They are not winning souls. Because in their mind, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Everything will be all right. But the Christianity that we find ourselves in, the faith has principles that governs our life. So he says, if my people, which are called by my name, so the condition is there before the promise. Every promise of God has a condition. And it is the fulfillment of the condition that releases the promise. A young man sent me a message. He said, I've been doing a lot of things, but I'm not seeing the glory of God in my life. And I said, it's not about doing a lot of things. There's a particular thing to do. Perhaps you think that going to church is the condition. No. It says, if my people, which are called by my name, they will do what? They will humble themselves. If they will humble themselves. So the first requirement of prayer is humility. You see, the things that we are doing has requirements. You cannot just jump into it. Some people pray amiss. To pray amiss means to pray and not have result. To pray and then waste your time. Prayer does not work just because you open your mouth and you began to pray. There are conditions to prayer. So he could have just said, if my people which are called by my name will pray. But then he puts humility before prayer. Because prayer works effectively under the cloak of humility. So by the time you are approaching the place of prayer, you must then begin to check the content of your heart, the posture of your heart. Because it has a lot to do with the impact of prayer. It says, if my people which are called by my name, if they will humble themselves, if they will, it means if they don't humble themselves, they will not benefit from the prayer. It's a very serious thing. That's why when we come into the prayer, we immediately switch from self. We immediately begin to become vulnerable before God. We immediately begin to not consider ourselves, but begin to depend on God. It says, if they will humble themselves. So all the, you know, words used are conditional. If they will humble themselves, continue and pray and pray and seek my face and seek my face and turn from their wicked there's a focus in prayer if they will seek my face so when you come into prayer you know god should be your ultimate focus you see when you come into prayer you should stop your mind from wandering 
So you should be able to, by virtue of will, focus on God. He says, if they will seek my face, that means that there is a pursuit. When you come into prayer, you are seeking. You are organizing yourself and making God your focus. You know, that's why sometimes we close our eyes in prayer. Closing your eyes in prayer, you know, closing your eyes is not a spiritual activity in itself. It does nothing to prayer. You are not supposed to close your eyes when you pray. But the reason why we close our eyes is to help us to focus. When you close your eyes, you focus. Because when you are distracted in prayer, it weakens the impact of prayer. It says, if they will seek my face. There's a posture to seek the face of God. When Jesus went into the garden of Gethsemane, remember, he left the greater multitude of the, what, of the disciples behind. And he took three into, uh, the Bible says he took them yonder. He took them inside. And he left the three also. And he went deeper. Why? He did not want to be distracted. Because in prayer, you must be able to seek the face of God. There, there must be an objective. I came to seek the face of God. I came to communicate with God. I came to seek deliverance from God. I came to seek the help of God. So your mind cannot be consumed by anything. You don't put object before God in prayer. You don't put object. Matthew 6, 3, seek first the kingdom. There is an order in prayer. You know how you can come into prayer and you are so overwhelmed by something you are going through and you start, you just start praying, oh God, you are praying for blessing, you are praying for certain things. You are seeking the face of those things. But it says if you seek the face of God, what do you do again? And turn from their wicked ways. And then the third or fourth instruction is that in prayer you must turn. That is the place of repentance. Anytime you come into prayer, you must, you know, you don't come into prayer with pride. You don't come into prayer. You just come, you know, you don't come into prayer with arrogance. Prayer is in, you know, the, when you begin to pray, there's, there's a satellite in heaven that locates you. Because prayer goes straight to heaven. It's a mechanism that God has put in place to hear his children. So when you pray, they pick the posture of your heart. Be before they pick the content of your prayer. <laughs> That's why many prayers are not heard. That's why God is giving the instructions concerning prayer. If they will turn from their wicked ways. So when you enter into prayer, there must be a posture of repentance. A posture of humility. A posture of seeking the face of God. It's not a duty. Prayer is not a duty. You don't come into prayer thinking that I'm coming to while away time. No, it is an activity that heaven is recording. It's a serious business. And God looks out for humility. God looks out for repentance. And God looks out for those who are actually coming to pray because they want to seek his face. So not every posture is acceptable in prayer. That's why the Bible says if you are coming into the presence of God and you have a problem with your brother, go and resolve it. This is New Testament. Why? Because not every posture facilitates responses from God. Continue. Then I will hear from heaven. He said then I will hear. So for God to hear you, you must have aligned yourself to a certain condition. He says then I will hear. No, so is God saying that 
when you pray he cannot hear because you know the simple way to hear is for someone to speak but god's hearing is not based on our speaking god's hearing is based on our alignment to the conditions that he has given that's why isaiah the bible says in the book of isaiah if you are willing and obedient then you shall eat the good of the land so there's a fulfillment of a certain kind of condition that facilitates the blessing of god in our life he says then will i hear and prayer is an ancient activity. We don't have, you know, prayer is prayer. Praise Jesus. Yeah. It's an ancient activity. It says, then I will hear their prayer. So if God is going to hear your prayer, it must have a certain condition of humility. Humility must be inside the prayer. And humility is coming low and exalting God. Humility is when God can pick from the heart that you came because of him. Not to prove a point to anybody. You did not come to be noticed. You came because you need him. You humble yourself before him. That's why you are not ashamed in prayer. Because you need God. You admit that God is superior. Number two, there must be repentance in prayer. You don't come into prayer, you know, feeling that nothing has happened. You know the activities of the day. When I begin to pray, I begin to ask God for his mercies. I take advantage of the mercy. The Bible says the mercy is new every morning. By the time you cross 12, you have entered into a new day. So I take advantage. The Bible says in the book of John, the Bible says that if we say we have not sinned, we make God a liar. And the truth is not in us. Now, if the truth is not in you, how do you communicate with the truth? That means that if you fail to acknowledge that you have erred and, and fail to take advantage of the provision, that is the blood. What you are saying is that God is a liar. That means that anytime you are praying, God hears, I am a liar, I'm a liar, I'm a liar. Because you have failed to admit the conditions of prayer. This is why the prayers of many are not effective. Because they fail to acknowledge the conditions of prayer. Many people are indifferent in prayer. They do prayer like a duty. They do prayer like everything is settled. But it is proper to enter prayer and begin to ask for the mercy. The prophet said that in wrath, remember what? Mercy. He said, if we say we have not sinned. How do we say we have not sinned? When we come to him with a certain heart posture, that seems to suggest that God, <laughs> we are continuing from where we left off from. You see? We are continuing from where we left off from. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar. But if we will confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The Bible says if you turn from your wicked ways, if you turn how do you turn from your you have already committed the wicked ways how do you turn from them what it means is that you are not proud of them that you have turned from them you have already committed the wicked ways it has been signed against your name but in prayer you can turn from your wicked ways that's a technology in prayer you can remember the wicked ways of the day that's why the posture of humility is very crucial in prayer you know i've observed something there are a lot of prayer warriors who do not emit or emanate the glory of god they seem to pray a lot but we don't see much happening in their life it is because of their posture 
God listens to the posture of our heart before he listens to the content of our prayer. Then he says, if you do all these things, then I will hear from the heaven, I will forgive their sin. Now listen, God God needs to forgive. You see, there are things that are arranged as protocols in the spirit. God needs to forgive before he blesses. That's what I'm saying. Mercy precedes favor. You cannot just enter the realm of favor. It's like it has been arranged. You must seek mercy. Anybody that you see favored, blessed, God has been merciful to them first. Without forgiveness, you cannot attain God's blessing. God needs to forgive you. He says, then I will forgive them their sins. So far as God is holding something against you, he cannot proceed and bless. I've told you this many times. God does not bless disobedience. So confession in prayer, the posture of the heart is very important. As the Bible said, when he went to Gethsemane, he threw himself to the floor. It's a posture of the heart. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and began to plead with God. Daniel entered into the dimension of prayer and he began to make supplication. Nehemiah entered prayer and fasting and he began to ask for the mercy of God. He said, God, if we have done anything against you, be merciful unto us. When Jesus was hanging on the cross and he activated prayer, he asked for forgiveness for the people. He says, then I will forgive them their sins, a posture of the heart. Mercy precedes favor. Mercy must be a key point in prayer. God, have mercy on me. God, have mercy on the people around me. God, have mercy on the ministry. God, forgive us. If we have wronged you in any way, it activates the presence of God in a different dimension. Most prayer warriors, when they enter prayer, they go, katala bakuta. You see, the, the prayer is loud. It is powerful. But God does not listen to the words. It is like the prayers that were made by the priest of Baal. Elijah actually said, cry out louder. Perhaps your God may be asleep. So many people think it is how loud the prayer is that makes it effective. No. It is how humble the prayer is that makes it loud in the realm of the spirit. Humility amplifies our voice in the spirit. Oh Lord, that he will be merciful unto us. The Bible says he will forgive us our sins. We turn from our wicked ways. Not proud of certain things we said in the course of the day. Not proud of certain things we saw in the course of the day. When we come into prayer, we acknowledge that we are dealing with God. We are seeking the face of God. We need to come clean. We need to come empty. We cannot overlook these things and proceed into the heart of God. That's honesty. There's a protocol in prayer which is honesty. You must be honest before God. Plain before God. That's what Job understood. The Bible said that Job made sacrifices. He made atonement even in advance. Atonement for his children. Perhaps they may have erred while they were dealing with each other. That's why Job had a certain dimension of favor with God. He did not break the protocol of prayer. God bless you for listening to this message. Subscribe to Reverend Randy Impact on YouTube and all other digital platforms to receive more messages that will transform your life. Stay connected and prosper.